What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, guys. Morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Can you guys believe it's episode 20? No, 20 weeks, Jam, and I know we, we skipped two. I think, I think we was... missed a total of three, maybe, yeah. but... Man, our first podcast was 13 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got a little winded since then, haven't we? (laughs) The introduction takes 20 minutes now. Oh, man, that is so funny. Uh, Just as a reminder, everything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the opinion of the men in this room. Yep, just expressed. There you go. Expressed opinions. We can say whatever we want, not be held liable. That's right. (laughs) Episode 19... Man, it, it did really good. In the first 24 hours, it was over 200 downloads, and we were at 252 this morning. Wow. And I haven't really paid attention, but looking at it, Texas is our next biggest following after Colorado. So I don't know. I know we got Jake down there. And yeah, is that Tex getting his people to listen? Yeah, some of the drivers yeah, listening. Be. Hopefully they're getting some information maybe. Huh? Something. I don't know. But we had 33 downloads from Texas. So shout out to Texas. That's actually where I was born. I mean, I moved out of them when I was two months old. But uh, shout out to Texas. Shout out to Jake as well. So big news. I know there's all sorts of stuff going on. But uh, this morning I saw Joe Biden was hospitalized. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. He couldn't stop Putin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that was a good one. It just doesn't get old. <laughs> the first time he said that, I was like, what? What? Really? <laughs> it's time for the dad joke Hook, challenge. Line and sinker. Right? Well, I, I was just a little information. I, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but me and Holly are trying to redo one of the bathrooms, and we're just trying to change the tile in the bathroom and stuff. And uh, she picked out some tile and I was like, man, I just, I just don't like that, Holly. I just, I think that's a mistake. And I looked at her and I said, I think you should learn to embrace your mistakes. That's just wrong. And she came over and gave me a hug. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I'll jump in there. Everybody uh, probably aware St. Patrick's Day is next week. I know we'll have another podcast the day before, but I'm going to get my St. Patrick jokes going, get get the blood flowing a little bit for the St. Patty Day jokes. So last year when I went out, I, I kind of drank a little more than I should have. And, you know, having a CDL and doing the right thing, I thought, God, I, I better just take the bus home from the bar here. And many of you guys might not think that's a big deal, but I've never driven a bus before. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, I don't have a segue for mine, but uh, so a pirate walks into a bar with a paper towel on his head. <laughs> the bartender says, "What's up with the paper towel?" The pirate says, "Arg! I've got a bounty on me head." <laughs> wow! Man. It is truly the delivery. It is. <laughs> There's just no win in this competition. (laughs) (laughs) My wife sent me one this morning. She said, uh, baby, you know what kind of pants clouds wear? Anybody? Clown pants. Clouds, not not clowns, clouds. What kind of pants? Like nimbus cumulus. Clouds. Clouds. 
Thunderpants. 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 Now, I'll probably not use it again, but my other one for this morning was, uh, what did the tin man say when he got rolled over by the steamroller? Curses foiled again. (laughs) Damn it. All right, that was a good time, guys. On to some JFW business. New drivers, we got Edward Cabral. Welcome, Edward. Welcome, Edward. Yeah, welcome aboard. Yep, welcome, Edward. Dave, you've been bragging about him a little bit. You feel he made a good first impression? He did. He did. He's excited. Um, he's a young kid, and uh, he's all about learning and all about trucking. And uh, I think he's really going to um, get involved with our job and what we do and uh, really excel. Time will yeah, tell. Excited. I yep. wish him the best. And, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Edward, anything we could do for you, please let us know. Celebrations for birthdays. We got Donald Fanoff, Saturday the 12th. Happy birthday, Donald. Ooh, happy birthday, Donald. Happy birthday, yeah. Donald. Yeah, happy birthday. Anniversaries. We got John DeNava with his one-year anniversary on uh, March 8th, yesterday. thing about John is he's actually had anniversaries before as a part-time employee, but he went full-time a year ago. And, John, I got to apologize to you. I don't know what happened. I had your name blacked out on my... 511 order sheet so i don't know what i was thinking but i didn't order wow. a shirt so i'm gonna try to get you one as soon as possible sorry buddy you're gonna get the new blacked out 511 edition for him yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna put a cool jfw logo on it we should put something on the sleeve like i wrote holland since 1935 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we could. it'll be badass though. the thing nice. is hopefully they'll spell the name right Right. right. <laughs> Did you happen to bring that jacket today, no. Jim? Wow. So I, no. just so you know, I made a big deal with 511. I was like, this is messed up. We got to fix this. They're like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, send me overnight label and we'll send it back and take care of it and get back to us ASAP. Okay, no problem. We'll take care of you. Uh, nope. Very cool. <laughs> Would have been. <laughs> right? Been. right. No wonder Holly embraced me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, Jim. <clears throat> we got bigger fishes to fry. And then uh, Randy Hogue. Randy Hogue is here two years today. Wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Randy. Thanks, Randy. I hope you're healing up well at home, man. I, I was just going to say that. I hope you're kicking the dog and kissing the wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded good to hear you on the radio the other day. I don't know whether everybody knows it, but he's been helping out in dispatch from his house. Uh, he's been been trying to help out on the computer, and then uh, we got him a company radio, but... I, I hope he'll be back in a week or so. I, I mean, I don't know the exact date, but here shortly, and then he'll have his other knee done after that. So I yeah, heard last time I talked to him, thoughts. he was thinking mid-March. <laughs> yeah. yeah, having second thoughts, go a little bit longer with the... Just, he was in a lot of pain, and yeah. I don't know. I don't even know where I heard it. That's all hearsay, but I guess uh, it was painful. Yeah. So... Has Randy been in dispatch a full year? I think he's been in dispatch a full year. Yeah, it might be close. I don't uh, know. I don't, yeah, I don't think know. He, I don't think he made it a year as a driver before he moved into the office. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, I, I was going to ask for like little John. Do you know how long he has been with us totally, Jam? Did you happen to see that? I'd have to go back and look. I feel like he was here two years before he yeah, went full time. Three or something. Yeah, he's like definitely that. worked two he's, or three summers. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like yeah. he's been here forever. I mean, yeah. he was in the wash bay. He, you know, worked in the shop, and, I mean, he's... Yeah, helped Pat and I with projects over at the West Yard. Yeah. Yeah, for good, sure. Good so, kid. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to decide to what to put on his shirt. You know, either 
one year or five years. Who knows? uh, Shout out. Scooby wanted to give a shout out to JR and Pat for just being awesome teammates. Those guys work together pretty tightly, so uh, glad to see they all get along well. Nice. Yep. And then uh, Linda, she wanted to give a shout out to John Moore. She said, when someone gives out a traffic report, DOT, or other info on the company radio, he is always number one to respond. It lets everyone to know the message got out and that he is always listening. Great job, John. That is fantastic, John. Yeah. Thank you. I'd like to tag on that too, Jim. Um, it's it's kind of frustrating sometimes when you do say a, an announcement that's a current event that's like urgent and you try to get it out for the benefit of everybody and you don't hear anything. Crickets. And, yeah. and you can be in a bad spot and you wonder to yourself, geez, did, I, did my signal get out to the repeater tower? So it's really, really cool that you, John and, and anybody that chimes in and just they just say thank you you got out you know and that's that's cool yep super important to have your radios on i mean it could save your ass you know something's going on if there's scale set up or a terrible accident on the road that you could get off and avoid it could save you hours oh yeah and yeah we we talked about that what two weeks ago or whatever it was when we hit the power line and you know super dave gave that explanation that both the radios were off the cb and the company radio like you said jim save your life one day i mean that is the first thing i think of when that truck hit the major power lines and melted to the ground it just i heard that on the radio another driver calling that driver that was hitting the power lines you know telling him to stop 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 and when you hear that fear in the voice of someone else it's scary it is very it gets your attention really fast Shout out to James Peacock and Vince Meekins for improving their driving skills. They had no alerts on March 8th. Nice. So, Good job, guys. So, yeah, way to go, James, Vincent. It's, Vince. uh, it's a small victory. It's only been one day. <laughs> but I will say, but I will say, those guys told me you won't have to talk to us again. James Peacock actually came in last night and uh, he says, Jam, did I get any alerts today? And I'm like, I don't think so. Let's pull up Samsara and check it out. And there was nothing on there. So very good. Know, a for effort. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we just got to do it again and again. It's like I said, the and hardest again. part of doing good is doing it every day. Yeah. And again. So, and again. <laughs> and again. I would probably have to be adjusting my driving habits too. Oh, agreed. Dave. I never had that when I was in a truck, and um, I'm sure there's plenty of times I'm following too close and driving too fast. And yeah, just so you know, we ordered a camera for your Dodge. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. put a piece of tape over it. <laughs> That's you know all right, Dave. We seen you this morning in front of me and Dave, and yeah, you were following a little too close. <laughs> no. You know I'm what kidding. happens to guys that put tapes on their camera, right? <laughs> no, I won't lie about it. I'll just say, you're damn right I did. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was a big issue. Good call, right? Dave. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. You guys got any more shout-outs? Hey, I do. Uh, actually, for you, Jim, uh, Jimmy V, uh, spread the word that uh, to Linda, and then Linda asked me to say something to you or out on the on the radio here that, uh, uh, Jimmy, you do a lot for Jimmy, and I know you do a lot for a lot of the guys, you know, handling the bamboo and stuff. So shout-out to you, Jim. I appreciate that. I think you just do an outstanding job all the way around. I don't think everyone realizes how many people you touch here, you know, in every division, Jim, and I, I, I agree with that. It's... It's nice. It's refreshing. All the things you cover is is pretty impressive. So, yeah, I agree. Thank you. I appreciate the flowers, guys. Thank you. Right back at you with that, Jam. You've helped me a lot since you've been here. It's, All right, guys. It's let's, been a pleasure. 
Let's move on from. No, let's just stay there. He's kind of turned red, you guys. Oh, we got he's him. You know? yes. <laughs> I need to take my hoodie off. Because I'm yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I like helping you guys out. It does make me feel good when it's appreciated. Uh, thank you for that. Very cool. So on the discussion, I got windshields written down, and I know uh, Brother Dave and I, <laughs> we had some fun last night. <laughs> so the reason that even came up, Dave, is uh, there was a conversation on the CB radio the other day. Driver had a cracked windshield, and he was like, I should just bring it in. And then I got an email from uh, Chris Google Beam saying, hey, you know, the state trooper's idea of a cracked windshield law and what JFW says is different. So... I pulled the regs up, and in the regs, it does say, it's so confusing, I don't know why they just don't write it in plain English, but it says, basically, you can't have a cracked windshield in front of the area of the driver, two inches above the steering wheel, up to this certain part, and this this wide, but then there's exceptions under it, and then the exception says, unless the cracks are not intersecting. So basically, they need to be intersecting, guys. If they're not intersecting, you're good. Right. Right. You know, and that, Yeah, you can have a crack yeah. right in front of you from top to bottom. Right. It's, it's not illegal. Right. Yeah. As long as, and you guys need to know that because that's just an easy one to get written for. State trooper or DOT guy will see that and be like, oh, you got a crack windshield. Can't have that. It's in front of your, your vision. And it's like, no, they're not intersecting. So yeah. very important to know that. And uh, that kind of led to the... The window tint fiasco <laughs> in the regs it says you are allowed to have window tint immediately to the left and the right of the driver as long as 70 percent light gets through it and i'm like wow that's that's pretty good so you could have 30 percent tint you know and brother dave got the meter out and we went we checked some windows with tint on it and windows without tint and basically the windows without tint are at the 70 percent it's like yeah yeah yeah. so basically you can't put anything on that window because that'll make it under 70 percent right so yeah it's it's just a little confusing how they write all that stuff up it was much clearer once we put new batteries in the tester oh yeah (laughs) that's that's pretty funny dave was much clearer oh oh, oh. batteries in the tester no no pun intended right yeah just to back up a little bit jim and i I don't know what I suppose we have the book around here someplace, but when you talk about you know kind of knowing the the rules, um, it's just as confusing for a state patrolman because in one of the audits we were given a state patrolman book that isn't published, but it's their book, huh. and they give the regulations. And then when you talk about plain English, there's a spot underneath it that's grayed out, and I, I can't remember the word they used, but this is the this is what this means in plain English, and right. this is how you should handle the situation. And sometimes it was total opposite of how it read. It just didn't. Huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was like a lawyer wrote the regulation, and then they put it in layman's terms so you could understand it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that gray box, basically, it'll say, all these regs about window tint, and the gray box says, no window tint. It, right. <laughs> yeah. That's what it should it, say. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of want to just add a little more on the glass. I mean... Whether everyone knows it or not, you know, we went from two-piece windshields, meaning the old-style cabs that had two individual windshields. We could buy a case of those windshields for 40 or 50 bucks per windshield. We could replace one side or the other, or say both sides, for about 100 bucks. When we went to these one-piece windshields, you know, we're having to have them installed and, and whatnot and buy the windshield, and they're, you know, it's over 500 bucks to have that done, and, you know... 
There's also, in addition to that, a national shortage on windshields. You know, it goes right hand in hand with the chip shortage, meaning there's a resin issue. They use the same resin in the glass as they do on the chips. So that's, that's increased the shortage or made the shortage harder. And, you know, I have to give kudos to the shop, to Mikey there. Every day he spends hours talking to different manufacturers and distributors trying to get windshields or brake parts or you know lately he's been working all the new trailers we bought we can't get the valve for the lift axle you know so i mean he actually last night is working on a whole new system to to eliminate the lift axle valve we've used for the last eight years and and he's come up you know (laughs) i walked in his office yesterday and it looked like Dr. Evil was doing a little test out there or Frankenstein or something, man. He had airlines hooked up and electric lines and he had it wired to his drill and, or drill battery and, you know, running air out of what valves trying to figure it out. And, you know, just a lot of people don't realize all that gets covered that he takes care of. And I'm, I'm impressed by it because if he can make the system work, it's available and it's cheaper. It saves JFW money. But wow. back to the windshields, I know he also just interviewed a mechanic because one of the questions came up, well, why don't we install the windshields ourselves and save the money? And I think we may have just hired that person. I'm, I'm not 100% positive. I have to go back and check with them and look at the shop. But just going out and finding someone to hire to do windshields and glass, it's difficult. Right. You know, it's, these aren't these steps sound easy, but there's always more to it than just that. Right. So. This guy, he probably has a windshield repair kit in his toolbox. To just yeah, he might. That was know, one of the that, questions. Yeah. I looked into that, and again, it's it's time and money, but if that time and money saves us time and money down the road, right. it's worth it, right? Absolutely. I mean, everybody, I, I get it. We need to look at that. And, you know, those are some of the questions that have come up that are making us better. We're thankful for it. Great. Yeah, and I was just... I always seem to spit out the figures because I, you know, they come across my desk, I guess, or, you know, when we're paying bills and stuff, but we just finished out closing, uh, February here, you guys. And that was one of the costs that popped out on up on outside repairs. And I was like, wow, wow. Why is outside repair so high? And, and I, you know, I can't remember exactly, but it was either 10 or 15 windshields. It was a pretty big group, but anyway, it was $2,800 of windshields last month wow. that we replaced and tried to have installed. And, you know, you, you think, well, that, you know, that's a lot, but there's also 100 trucks out there, right. you know. And like Dave just said, we talk about chip repairs because that was one of the questions that one time. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then Mike's like, you know, yeah, I could do chip repairs if I wasn't having to, you know, do this repair or do this repair or try to get the parts for this. And, you know, just like we're looking for drivers, we're looking for mechanics and, you know, we're just, we're, we're running short in all areas because it, it, we need, we need good people and they're hard to find. Yeah. Pretty cool yesterday. I mean, not so cool, but cool. Uh, 0011, I believe, is that Miguel? Mm-hmm. He called in, minded his own business, middle lane on I-76, I think, or maybe I don't know where he was. <clears throat> A truck came by him, and a piece of ice blew off the top of the truck. And you can watch it on a video, and it comes in and hits his his window right in front of him. And you can't really see in the video how bad it is, but he sent me a picture, and it was busted pretty bad. And he's called in. He's like, yeah, like, I think the windshield might end up blowing in on me. You know, I, I think I need to get this fixed. So 
got the picture, talked to the mechanics. They had the windshield in stock. You know, it's a little split $40 job like you're talking about. And uh, called up Miguel. Of course, we want to know where he is. Should he get loaded? And he understands how it works. He was like, I'm on my way to, you know, Fort Lupton. Can I get loaded first and then come by? And I was like, man, he just took... You took the words right out of our mouth. Yeah. That's exactly what you should do. So. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, good job, Miguel. Yep. Thank Shout you, Miguel. Shout out to Miguel, yeah. And then he took advantage of it. He dropped his truck off here and said, well, I'm going to run out and grab some lunch while they're doing my windshield. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right? Must have, must, must right. have been a quick lunch because I don't feel like he was here very long. 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not It's not a big deal if you've right. done those windshields before jam to slip them in there yeah yeah it's almost harder to get those out than back in that's what chris said depending on what shape they are to take them out yeah 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 Yeah. and a lot of those situations too you know another shout out to miguel but you know not not to to panic you know because i'm sure that ice falling off there and when it hit if it hit hard enough to break the windshield that was a noise that's scary if you didn't see it right and sometimes just to go okay ah that was just a piece of ice you know Nobody shot at me, right, <laughs> guys? How, say that. how many people have we had call in on the radio? Ah, somebody just shot at me and broke out my side window. And, you know, no, nobody shot at you. You know, I think maybe one time all these years we've had maybe somebody, you know, really shoot at one of the trucks. But anyway, it's just, it's just, you know. It was a guy's wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wasn't really at the truck. Uh, yeah, just assess the situation, you know. Bobert. Think about what's <laughs> what's going on and uh, <laughs> what what needs to be done. Super Dave, I have a note here that uh, we are looking for people to step up and become trainers. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, what you look for, what it takes, yeah. how awesome it is <clears throat> to be a trainer? You know, we run into this. It's a struggle because people that step up and they want to contribute and they want to do new things and they want to be part of part of everything here at JFW. Those are the guys that volunteer for Sunday Coors. Those are the guys that volunteer for Snow Crew. Those are the guys that volunteer to train. And so sometimes when I need a trainer, four of my trainers are all doing snow removal. <laughs> I'm like, well, shoot, right. how's that going to work, right? Yeah. Um, so the guys that are the ones that step up tend to be they step up for everything but um i've lost two trainers to dispatch (laughs) uh, you know it just seems that the guys are are volunteering and moving up and taking on different roles right um and then i am looking for new trainers so um we are hiring for spring we are gearing up because we have a lot of work on the books and we're going to be super busy as soon as the snow stops outside but uh Training is so important because, first of all, it's a, it's a first impression for that new hire. He's getting, and I say this all the time, he's getting the culture and the attitude and the, the environment is being relayed to him by that trainer and by the, the veterans that work here. And right out of the gate, if that is a negative uh, feeling or a negative energy for the guy, he's going to be like, wow, this place is not very good. I made a mistake. Right. And so the trainer is truly an ambassador. And he has to have a heart of a teacher. He has to have patience. He has to slow down and explain things. If the the new hire doesn't understand, then he needs to take a different approach and and try to explain it differently because people learn things in different ways. Everybody learns differently. So training is difficult. Um, But boy, how rewarding is it? I used to love it when somebody would really catch on and groove and, and tune in and become 
really in not become but really enjoy our our job and what we do here it would be just a rush for me i loved it because then you felt like you made a difference and so training is hard but yet it's very very rewarding and uh, anybody that wants to give it a shot or step up and contribute their talents and energies um let us know you know i just want to say that training makes you better dave i i I just ran across it with mitch in the shop he was uh, working with ricky on how to cut off fenders you know a damaged fender when we replaced them off the trailer Mm -hmm. and then weld a new fender on and I remember less than a year ago, Mitch was just learning how to do that. Now he's teaching another person how to do that. <laughs> Sweet. I kind of went out there and I was kind of giving him a hard time, like, "Oh, grasshopper, become a teacher now," you know. And it, it was just, it was kind of funny, man. And huh. Mitch just got this huge smile on his face, like, "Yeah, I yep. didn't think about that." And I said, "There's a lot to it that you don't realize as you're going through it, doing it yourself, that you're making steps." You didn't know you had to explain. You naturally know to do it, but you have to verbally and physically show and explain how to do these other steps. So it does make you better. It it sure makes you more aware of your situation when you're not teaching that, you know, you're, you're oh, I didn't think of that. I'll have to remember that next time or whatever the case may be. It was it was fun to watch. Good analogy. Yeah, good nice. for Mitch. He's yeah. come a long way. He has. Yeah. 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 I like him. He's a good guy. Yeah, and the, you know, when you talk about being an ambassador, Dave, um, you know, you guys correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, but I understood the original statistics that most people, when they take on a new job, they decide to quit that job in the first week. Now, they may not leave in that first week, 30 days or 90 days, but their first week, they've decided that they're going to leave the, this job or a job. Am I, am I right, guys? Wasn't that the statistics? Like, I, it I've makes heard sense that. to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they might, like you say, stay, but they're already looking forward. They're down the line. They're checked out. This is not my thing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that that trainer, that like you said, Dave, that's the first person we we put them with. You know, along with dispatch, and you know, the honor of being able to teach somebody. And you know, we talk about it all the time. It's back to that my favorite word about being better. And even if that person does go on to, you know, I, I tell people to flat bedding or, or whatever, or whatever it might be, if we've taken the time and made them better by explaining how, you know, how a tire works or, you know, how when we used to have clutches or how the Jake works or, you know, I, I put it out in the little announcement about the fuel the other day that our engines are so advanced that, you know, you have 1,800 foot-pounds of torque at 900 RPMs. When we had to be up in the thousands with the, with the trucks we drove all the time. Mm-hmm. So just, I don't know, the, it always impresses me to be able to teach somebody and, and make them better. Mm-hmm. I think that's a true statement, Jim, as far as what we've heard in the past that, you know, they may not have left yet, but they decided to quit in the first week or two weeks or even 30 days. <clears throat> but to back up on that, I firmly believe those are the people that have had 14 jobs in the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Right. And. And I, you know, I, I guess I'll put it out there. I mean, here we are. These are my expressed opinions. Those don't look good on a resume. When you put down you worked at a job for 60 days or 90 days and you bailed, you know, you, you got to make a little longer commitment than that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I when I get my taxes done every year, I just sit there and think, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to turn in seven W-2s. Right. Oh, I know. You know? <laughs> or, or did I get a W-2 for that? What's this W-2 for? Oh, I did work there for three weeks. 
You know, I mean, I, I, I just, I couldn't imagine that. And, yeah. you know, yeah, you, we've been trying to tell people, we've been meeting with a lot of the new people and, you know, introducing ourselves and asking how they're doing and how their training was and whatnot. And I've been kind of making the point that, you know, when you take on this job, if you were to start today and it's your first day, like, like Edward, you know, this is his first week here and, you know, he probably rock and rolled Monday and Tuesday. And today we've got some weather coming in. You know, I don't know whether it would be a full day or not, but you may think, God, I don't think I can afford to work here. You know, I didn't work a full week or whatnot because we have the weather. Well, that's totally opposite of a guy that starts in July or August or June. And he's like busting it, you know, 60 plus hours a week. He's like, I don't know whether I can work here. This is too much work. Right. right? Yeah. So you have to give this job a chance for a year. You know, and I truly believe you have to give any job a chance for a year. Doesn't matter what you're doing, but I mean, a year in your working career is pretty minimal. And I think once you develop that skill of some patience, you know, we live in such a now world, you have to have those patience and absorb and look at everything. Unless it's just a horrific, toxic environment that, you know, isn't good for you to be in. Yeah, get out of there. But otherwise, I, you need to make a commitment. These shouldn't sure. be things that are taken so lightly. The thing is, too, though, Dave. A guy doesn't have six toxic environments right within a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and when people, I ask him things like that in the interview, and then they say, you know, it really was just a terrible place. I made a bad choice. Okay, that's that's understandable. Well, the next job he had, he was at for three years. Let's say. So you say, okay, yeah, right. it was a bad place, and he made a bad choice. But that guy, <laughs> he had this job for three months, this job for one month, this yeah. job for four months. That's a pattern, and right. that's bad news, man. right? Jam will do a better job of explaining it, so I'll put him on the spot. But that's the story of the old man going from town to town, right, Jam? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you you'll, you'll do a better it? job explaining it. I don't know. I thought it was Super Dave's story, but I'll, I'll take a crack at it. But yeah, this guy uh, he lives in this in this town, and he decides he doesn't like that town anymore. You know, so he starts walking to this other town. On his way to that town, he runs into a. I'm going to say an old sage. Right? <laughs> See, just, I, I know you do a better job of the story because I would never say that. <laughs> I'd be like this old dude. <laughs> yeah, I just made that up. I'm trying to sound smart. Anyway, he stops and he's grabbing some water and uh, the old sage says, what's going on? What are you doing? He's like, well, you know, I'm leaving that town. Those people are disrespectful. They have no manners. Lists off all these things that he doesn't like, to, like about the town. And uh, the old sage tells him, you're not going to light the next town. They're the same way over there. Todd Fisher has a different way of explaining it. If you wake up in the morning and you run into a, I'll say a jerk. Yeah. Right? I, I was thinking an ass. You know? If you wake up in the morning and you run into an ass, that person's probably an ass. But if you wake up and you run into asses all day, you're probably the ass. Yeah, right? exactly. That's the one that. I was thinking yeah, of, you guys, love, was, yeah. was that story. I, I was laughing, too, because... When Dave talked about the job and the W-2, we've had people call up that haven't worked for us for, I don't know, two, I, I think the, the record is like three years, asking for their copy of their W-2. And it makes me think like, okay, so you've had all these jobs, you don't know where your W-2 is, obviously you haven't filed your income tax nope. for yeah. two or three years, right. and then whose responsibility is it right. to have the W-2? Right. Ours? Yep. And, you know. Still serving them. <laughs> right yeah right and, yeah. and you know so yeah it's a 
little bit of a self-awareness is what we're talking about right now, you guys. Another thing to think about is the hiring process, both for the employer and the employee. And Dave, you heard me say this before in interviews, but when we're looking to hire somebody, we don't really have enough time to get to know them, right? And we all heard the, the term hire slow, right? It doesn't mean drag your feet, but try to get to know that person. And when we're hiring somebody, we got to look at that person and say, if I can never fire this person, is he's the type of person or she the type of person that I would want to work with for the rest of my life? And when you're going to get a job, you got to say, if I can never quit this job, are these people the type of people that I want to work with for the rest of my life? You know, and if you can't answer that question yet, maybe you need a second interview. Maybe you have to ask more questions or maybe you need to talk to an employee that works there to get a good vibe. Because we've had it happen before where we'll hire somebody and they're like, well, I, I didn't know this. And I know Super Dave told them everything <laughs> about the yes. job. Right. You know, things that they'll never remember even. And, uh, you know, it's just, what do you mean you didn't know we work Saturdays? Like, that's been clear since day one. So right. It falls on both parties a little bit. It does. And yeah. I was spoiled. I got I got trained by the the best. Super Dave was my trainer. I felt like he was very, very thorough. I, he told me everything I needed to know about the job, and off I went. So thank you, Soup. Nice. Yeah, I put my heart and soul into hiring people because my heart and soul is belongs here, is, is part of JFW. So I put it all out there. It's kind of like wearing your heart on your sleeve. And then when that person, even if they do hire, but then they quit, but then they choose another company over JFW, I know it's happened a million times over all these years, but it still kind of bugs me. It still right. gets inside of me and it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Back to that self-awareness and caring, Dave. Yeah. You know, we've always, I know Jam just bragged about you, but that's one of the things you've always brought to JFW is how much you care. You know, and there is a lot of people that we have in our family here that care. And that's, that is, that's just great. That's sure just, is. You know, yep. part of sure being better. Is. Yep. Yeah. 100%. As we are starting to ramp up for the spring, which it doesn't seem like today very much, but we're also in need of uh, backup bulk drivers to run pneumatic tankers. This wouldn't be a full-time gig, uh, but when uh, the team of bulkers need you, you'd be able to fill in and learn something new. I'm happy to announce uh, Manuel Castro. He expressed interest yesterday, and then also Vincent Elisario awesome. expressed interest. So there's nice. two guys that we could get trained up. But if you want to further your career here, the more you know, the more valuable you are. And Super Dave said something earlier that he lost two trainers to dispatch, right? Okay, so you were a driver, then you became a driver trainer. And I don't know if everybody would look at it as a promotion, but I know Dale and Randy most certainly do. This is something they wanted to do. This was a career that they wanted to choose, right? So putting yourself in a training position doesn't guarantee you that you're going to move up. But interesting that the last two guys they've lost out of the fleet was uh, to, to dispatch. So, mm -hmm. And they were both trainers is my yeah. point. Yeah, I, I, you're exactly right, Jim, whether they look at it as a, as a step up or, or what. I look at it, though, you know, when I talk to both of those guys – and it's the same thing when Super Dave talked to him as a, as a, a driver trainer is they're bringing their knowledge to dispatch. And that's the reason we looked at them for dispatch is right. here's all this trucking experience. You know, Randy set up a lot of the over the road stuff. And that's because he owned a couple of his trucks, I think, or at least two of them, I know. And, and he worked in Seattle and he had some in dumps or a, a truck and pup, if I'm telling the story right. And 
you know, those guys bring their their value to information, their their knowledge. So they they teach every day again. And then if you uh, do get trained up for the bulk division, you get to work with, you know, Rob White, Leroy, Freddie, and Thomas. <laughs> those guys are a little different, and you'll have a good time working with them. They, it's definitely. Uh, Obviously, we're all under one roof, but those guys got their own thing going on a little bit. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they <laughs> do. And FYI, you need unlimited minutes on your cell phone. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> you'll be on a group phone call the rest of your life, basically. Yeah, hardworking, but heartfelt funny. Yeah. You know? I mean, just good, good, dudes. good stuff. They have yeah. a good time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super Dave, uh, yesterday you uh, brought up we should talk about the snowstorm that we were going to face in the next few days. and. Man, it's here right it now. Is. It is. It's. Uh, I think with the wind chill, it feels like eight degrees outside, Ooh. and it's snowing. Um, it's going to snow all day and, and most of the night. Um, and what struck Man, me, Dave? Can you just stop right there? <laughs> You're depressing me. <laughs> what What struck me on this, and and uh, we had some snow on Sunday, which I do know we didn't run a whole lot of trucks on Saturday, but it was all forecast and. We had several drivers whose tailgates were frozen closed uh, Tuesday morning because we didn't really run much on Monday. And I'm Ooh. like, well, <laughs> man, weren't they watching the weather? And then I'm like, because I watch the weather. I mean, I'm a weather freak. I like to surf weather channels. <laughs> I look at this weather report and put it up against another one. And But I, I understand a lot of people don't. But that, to me, is being a Boy Scout. And, and I was a Boy Scout. In fact, I... I failed a little bit. I was one level below Eagle Scout. I kind of found out about driving and about girls, and I kind of gave up the, the Boy Scout thing. But be a Boy Scout out there, everybody. You know, look ahead. Plan for the next day. Um, block those tailgates with your dogs and open them up so you're good to go the next day. You know, you got to wait in line at that wash bay for that hot pressure washer to un unfreeze your tailgate. Same thing with draining your air tanks. Let's drain those air tanks so your brakes... Uh, operate properly that next morning when you get to work and it's eight degrees outside, right? Yeah. Um, let's be proactive. Those should just more be habits, Dave. Absolutely. You, sh you shouldn't really. It's, this is the time of year. It's March. They've yeah, been doing it you for just three block, months, right? Yeah, you block your gate open. That's just how it is. When yeah. you park, you walk out and you block your gate open. Yeah. That's just how it is. So. Yeah. yeah. And is it really truly being a freak, Dave, if you look at what the weather's going to be the next day or the next week? Or should you bring a heavy coat, a light coat? Should you block your tailgate over? Mm -hmm. You know, it brings me back. You So many things you brought up is that you care, you know, and, and, and that's what we need everybody to do. Just care and, and pay attention to your job. And you good, at your, good at your job. Right. I you guess. know, those are the things that, you know, make you an A-plus here, Dave, is your you're prepared for your job, sure. right? Every step of the way. To success, to Absolutely. being successful. You know, yeah. We're about to do the podcast, and Jam doesn't set up one mic, <laughs> right? I mean... Hey, move over. <laughs> I need the mic. <laughs> you know, what, there's, all, there's only one turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then we go back to, you know, Brother, Dave, Brother Dave's thing about... Uh, you know, Bill Belichick, you know. Do your job. Do yeah. your damn job, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? Uh, speaking of that, the, the Broncos uh, fans, our uh, new pick, quarterback, right, for five years. Supposedly. Uh, Ru Russell Wilson. I don't yeah, know. I love it. Yeah, I to love the, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pretty stoked. I just got yep. got some chills. Like, <laughs> yep. yeah. 
You guys will all be sad at the end. Yeah, of the <laughs> <laughs> old, old or, or Jack, Jack Oquindo Mejia, we were talking at the fuel pump last night. He said, I'm so excited for next season. I said, hell with that, Jack. I'm excited right now. We've, we're making some moves. This is going to be a fun offseason right now. Yeah, I hope know? so, yeah. 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 Yeah, we could get a new owner, new team, new right. heck. Well, who new knows what that would we bring? Got right. Right. Yeah. Hey, do you think that raises the $4 billion price tag a little bit? Maybe 4.1 now because we've <laughs> had this uh, leading quarterback yeah. on our team? Yeah. I, I don't know, Super Dave, because me and Dave were talking about it on the way in this morning, and, and Sam and his son brought up that – Oh, and you get a new defense, too. And Dave's like, what's wrong with our defense? And Sam was like, well, I think we traded most of the defense for the quarterback. So a new defense, too, right? Yeah. Could be. Maybe. Yeah, and rumors are out there. Von Miller is uh, maybe wanting to come back to Denver. Wow. Take a pay cut and come come play in the orange and blue again. Yeah, I guess he put on his Instagram or something, yeah. hashtag 5280 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a pretty good hint. Like, uh-huh. huh, might be coming home. Huh. You see that in the end of people's careers, though. They're willing to take a pay cut for the culture and the experience, you know? Yeah. Finish up in a place they love. Exactly. Yeah. And their their pay cuts, I mean, I'm sure it's pretty manageable. Yeah. (laughs) Dave and I I were talking about that this morning. Yeah. Okay, instead of like $25 a year, he'd only be getting... 12 or 15 million a year. Yeah, that's what they said on the Broncos call last night, that that, that he's looking for, like, uh, the Broncos would be willing to give about 12 to 14 million for him. Yeah. So he may have to adjust his lifestyle just a little bit. I yeah, mean, man, that'd be hard, wouldn't know. it? Yeah, not. I don't yeah. know if I could live on twelve million a year. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> but just look at that. We're talking about the money, you guys. But he's willing to give that up, and, and you know, we well, all. He's not here yet. Right. And, yeah. and we don't think he's going to, you know, we're making fun of it because you don't think he's going to suffer much, you know, because he still makes like 12 million. Right. But it's not all about the money. Right. This is a guy that's that's aged and wants to end his career in some place. He's happy, right. you know, and that no matter how much money you make or what you do, I think that's important. On, and no matter what you do, I it, totally agree. Yeah. You know, being happy. Yep. Well, look at how many people we've had leave JFW and come back. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's there's a pretty big list of people that have left and come back, and you know, kudos to them for trying something different or trying something else. There's no no mark on that whatsoever because they're successful, good people, you know. And it, it was it's a pleasure to have everyone back that came back. I, I was just going to say that, Dave, because Thomas went by the the door last night or my office door last night and said hey to me, and I just thought, how hey, well, nice to have him back. Yeah, yeah. you know, good felt yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, when they come back, they have a a newfound respect for our culture. Yeah. Right. Because that's usually what they come back for. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I do want to say, too, you know, the the losses of some of those superstars over the years has made us better also because it opens our eyes to the fact that, well, what can we do better? How right. can we be better? How can we make it to where no one ever wants to leave, right? I right. mean, those are, mm-hmm. those are the things that doesn't – like you said, Dave, when you lose someone, you don't feel good, right? Like mm-hmm. you a little piece of your heart got torn out, you know? And I think those are some of the things we've always taken as instead of a slap in the face, a learning curve, like, ah, what can we do better? Right. You know, how can we make JFW a better place where everybody wants to be and, you know, would never want to leave? So those are our strives, I think. And just so everybody knows, we have uh, – every Monday we have this thing called a steering committee meeting. And we're up here for two, two and a half hours a week. As a group, there's 12 of us trying to make JFW better, just bouncing ideas back and forth, arm wrestling, laughing, the whole nine yards. But it's a thing. I mean, we, we, we don't, the only reason that committee's there, 
Dave wants to arm wrestle me. Right <laughs> is is to help us grow and become better, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Back to that word, Jim. Just being better, and yeah. yeah thanks for bringing that up because that, that's twelve individuals, you know, striving to make us better. Yep. You know, every everybody there cares. One hundred percent. I do want to rewind to the tailgates real quick. This is a time of year. I mean, really, since the day that you first propped your tailgate open here at JFW, when the winter started. That thing should be propped open every single day because you don't know when, especially if you're not checking the weather. For the 10 seconds it's going to take you to prop that open, yeah. it's going to get, it'll save you 30 minutes in the morning. Absolutely. You know, or if you rip your tailgate seal an hour or two hours to get it repaired. So yeah. just keep that thing propped open until we tell you we're, we're good to go. Yeah, so we're back to just do your job or you know, be better or be prepared or all of that stuff. Yep. Jim, uh, yesterday you sent out a bamboo announcement. It had a pretty exciting title, and it said, We are at war, <laughs> exclamation point. So you definitely grabbed my attention, but what was that all about? Yeah, Jim, uh, you know, we're at war, and I, I, it seems petty. It is very important to us, but I, I went to the dentist last night, and, and it's a new dentist I pick out, picked out, and uh, his family is from... Uh, Oh shoot! Now I can't can't remember what's uh, Nadia Kamenich with the the gymnast. Where was she from? Uh, well, anyway, I, I looked it up last night, and it the country is right behind Ukraine. Mm. And I asked him. I said, "Do you still have family there?" And he said, "Yeah." And he said, "We're." And I said, "Well, how are you doing?" And um, he he goes, "We're scared," you know. And and he's here, Correct. and he goes, "We're scared," mm. you know. And and it hit me, you know, and, and you bring up that title I used and, and you know, I'm like, well, in the big scheme of things, maybe we're not at war. We got some high fuel prices. But anyway, that that is our war. That's our, our personal war here at JFW for our family is we just I just looked this morning before this meeting and bulk delivered. That's you know, we, we have a 10,000 gallon tank, but we, we usually get 7,500 gallon loads is 469 a gallon is what we're looking at you guys and and the national average three days ago the fuel prices went up 75.5 uh, cents in, in less than a week set an all-time record for that we're up over what a buck something Dave from well over a buck you know um, and I, I know I put in the bamboo you know that's that's a certain amount of money I think it was what ten thousand dollars or something I put in there and you know, if we were rocking and rolling like the snowstorm slows us up, uh, you guys could do the math. You know, we roughly use 68 gallons. That's that's the magic Eight, number. 86. 86? 68. Oh, but, no, you're right. 68. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, 68 gallons a day per truck. That's what it breaks down to. And so you guys do the math. So a buck a gallon, and we're over a buck a gallon. And we got, let's take 100 trucks, let's round everything up, 100 trucks, 68 gallons, 6,800 gallons, right, per day at a buck. We're spending $6,800 a day. Per day. Per day more. Okay, take it over five, take it over, you know, four weeks or five days, and then, you you know, four well, or five weeks. And, 22 average working days a month yeah. is what we work, 22 yeah. days a month. That's $149,600 just one month. Yeah, so guys, I, I mean, I don't want to make it gloomy like we're going out of business because we have a lot of fuel surcharges in place, but 
they don't catch up in time to make up for what we're spending when they raise the price 40 cents a day. So what was that figure, Dave? 149000 Yeah, so the month of March here, we're looking at spending $149,000 more than what we did last month. Minimum, I mean, that's just round figures if you keep yeah. it at a buck a gallon. It's over, yeah. well over a buck a gallon. Yeah. It's probably going to be closer to 180000 this month. Yeah, and wait till tomorrow. It's going right? to go up another 30 cents. Right. It's, right. it's ridiculous. And the yeah. fuel surcharge doesn't catch up with that fast enough to compensate us for that. Here's the scary thing for everyone out there. Trucking provides everything. I mean, we talk about that. Without trucks, you have nothing absolutely nothing a truck delivers your groceries delivers your clothing delivers every single product your amazon your walmart your trucks bring everything i mean that is it with these exorbitant fuel prices everything is going to go up everything is going to increase this is where we need to put pressure on our leadership for the united states that this is unacceptable i mean it wasn't until yesterday he shut off us buying oil from russia They've been at war for two weeks now. Right. He just now decided to shut the oil off. He's been asking the rest of the world to cut him off right. for weeks, right? Since the sure. day the war started. But he's such a great leader, like we paid him two more weeks. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ukraine was man. calling it just blood money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I just to to back up a little bit, not that this is important, but Romania. Oh, is there where is. his family oh, was at yeah. Romania. Romania, and yeah, they're they're scared. They're, they're scared, you know. But yeah, we're we're also scared, you guys, because of what we're going to spend this month in fuel. That's the reason I said we were at war. We're we're scared. It's a scary situation, and you know, the first thing that pops into my head is is the rock trailers. You know, we were pretty busy yesterday. Did all the rock trailers shut their trucks off as they got loaded? You know, how long does it take to get rubble? You know, every everybody can do their part. To, I had several drivers answer me back in an email. Tina was one of them this morning, and she goes, you know, I just, I don't think that way. I don't think about shutting my truck off and everything. And she goes, you put it that way. And she goes, what is the the one minute or what is the big deal about shutting my truck off? You know, and she goes, I'll be better. You know, I think she said sorry at the end of the, the email there, but there was nothing to be sorry about. It's just a habit we have that, we can't do anymore. We have get back. Well, let's let's be better, you know. And doing our job right now is shutting our truck off, not letting it idle, slow up a little bit, not smash it from the lights. Whatever we can do to save fuel is what we need to do. And I can I can add to that. Maybe if you stay at the pump handle and don't pump ten or fifteen gallons on the ground or five gallons <laughs> on the ground, right, you guys? Did we cover that last week. Cause that is that is like four sixty eight a gallon that you're putting on the ground. <laughs> right. So yeah. hold that handle. So, do not yeah, I, I, yeah. you know what? let go. There's nothing more important that you're doing at the time other Absolutely, than feeling, right? right. You know that's kinda of like driving. How many times you see people texting or reading the newspaper or putting on makeup while they're driving? Wait a minute, isn't the driving thing more important than your makeup? Right. Yeah. Or or, or right. texting. That's well, terrible, Dave. I feel bad because I'm looking at a text I need to answer right now while we're doing the podcast. And <laughs> you're I'm like, not driving. Yeah, but I'm sitting here going, I'm not 100% focused on this, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It is the same. What you said just that was an aha moment for me. You know what I mean? It's There should be nothing more important than this podcast right now. What you're doing yeah. right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. So I'd, I'd have to throw out to end my portion of that about the fuel is it sounds ridiculous, but I'm begging you guys. You know, I, I said we were at war to get your attention, but I'm begging you guys to to help us fight this war 
by paying attention to what you're doing and how your truck uses its fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it on your personal cars too. Yeah. Yeah, we I mean, I, I, two guys it, pulled up here to leave last night and both the cars were sitting there idling. Yeah. And I was like, how can you afford to just leave it sit there and idling? Yeah. Shut yeah. it off. It won't restart? I don't you know. know. You know, I, I parked next to Jam in the morning. I got out of my pickup truck, and he was already in the in the building, and his his Jeep was just running. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. thanks, oh. Dave. <laughs> did, I saw the bus. Did, did, you, did you feel it, Jim? Because he, he just drove the bus Don't right over you, dude. Well, you I saw it come back out. Well, yesterday you, you I saw Super Dave do this. <laughs> yeah, this morning he was tailgating. <laughs> yeah, so what was weird about yesterday, Super Dave, is I turned my Jeep off and I went inside and I left my phone out there and somehow I hit my remote start button again. Uh-huh. So. I mean that would show it off in ten minutes, just so you know. Not that yeah, I wanna, mine does too. Not yeah. that I want to idle for ten minutes in the beginning of the day, you know. <laughs> but well, thanks. it's better. <laughs> I catch heat from my wife all the time because I'm constantly hitting my panic button when it's in my pocket. <laughs> hey, is that my horn going off? Oh shoot! Yeah, this what I I came yesterday morning to pick up Dave. You know, when I was thinking about the fuel and. And I pulled up in my pickup, and I usually leave it sit there and idle while I'm waiting for Dave to come out. And I was like, yeah, it starts with me, you know. And I turned the pickup off, and I waited for Dave, and I waited for Dave. And it was about five, five <laughs> minutes. No, well, no, it's about five minutes later, and I'm like, ah, is he running late? And he finally walks out, and he goes, I didn't know you were here. I didn't hear your pickup running. <laughs> I was standing inside the garage just waiting for him to show up, and I never heard him. He was there. That's we were on funny. the other side of the wall from each other. Didn't even know it. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, guys, all the help you can you can give, that would be great, you guys. Please. Every Everywhere helps. Every little bit helps. Every little bit. It's so crazy. Just, just when you think about the cost, just multiply it by 100. You know, we do that constantly. Like, okay, cool. We want to put these different cameras in the truck. That's, you know, we'll just say forty-two bucks a month for a truck. Oh, there's forty-two hundred dollars. Right. You know, times sixty months. Like, yeah, it just compounds so quickly. It's it just blows my mind when I hear these figures. So. Yeah, and you do it for the good things too. You know, we talk about weight. You know, when when you know Super Dave and all of us were trucking, we had what I don't know, twelve trucks, seven trucks, and. You think about a couple hundred pounds of, you know, the bigger tires or, you know, bigger hood or bigger engines. And bigger stuff engines. Like right, right. The big old transmissions, 18-speed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a 20-pound CB hanging on. <laughs> you know, with all the yeah. stuff. And, you know, but now you take the trucks and you multiply that 10 pounds or 100 pounds or whatever it is by 100 jam. And you're like, ah, we're missing out on 15 tons around, you know, and you're yeah. just like holy so crap. funny you guys i just had a conversation yesterday with one of our uh salesmen that one of the truck dealers that we buy trucks from and he said he was stuck he went skiing last weekend there was some type of accident at the at the tunnels so they closed the tunnels while he was coming home it started snowing a bunch of trucks were spinning out you know he said he passed three of them that they just plain out didn't have any chains and i said god rick i said that just drives jim and i batty we rarely use the chains, but they're on every truck. Just the weight of the chains alone, every load, every day on every truck is astronomical. And yet we carry them all year long. You know, I mean, it's just, ah, it just goes through me. And, and, and we run local. 
right? I mean, most of the guys don't chain up. We give up. We give a chain up class and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But why carry that weight around? You right. know, it's like, you know, if we weren't training, I we used to see people that trained and they give like the trainer a bucket to sit on because they lightened the truck up so much there wasn't even a passenger seat. You know, <laughs> yeah. we've all, we've all joked about that yeah. too. Right. Yeah, it's funny. And Dave, you know, it, it, you mentioned Rick and. You know, I, I don't know if you'd ever listen to the podcast, and we try to give shout-outs to our family members here, but we have a lot of good vendors or customers, not customers, but, well, customers too. We have a lot of good customers. I shouldn't say that. There's a kick for Brandon, right? Um, but we have a lot of good people we work with, and I think Rick... Our vendors. Yeah, our vendors. Yeah, yeah Rick deserves a shout-out. Uh, yeah. He's a, he works for MHC or the Kenworth dealer here, and he's our salesman, and and this guy has worked uh, at several companies through his career, um, and uh, he's gained knowledge, and he takes that knowledge, and he brings it to us and to his customers. And, yeah, Rick Bowen is his name. And, Rick, a shout-out to you if you'd ever listen yeah, to the podcast. 100% rock star. You know, you talk about Super Dave being a, a Boy Scout. You know, Rick is prepared. I mean, he he has information. If he doesn't know the information, he's prepared enough. He knows who to call. He knows who to contact. He knows how to make way through it, you know. And God, I just a pat on his back. We just ordered some Peterbilt trucks where from Rush that, you know, I I tried to get some information on this new option for emissions that I thought we had to have, and then turned around and ordered some new Kenworths, and I marked that that yeah we want this. And Rick called me. He's like Dave. Oh, dude, you don't want that. <laughs> this is not good, you know. And it, it's it'll be to the point we won't be able to sell those trucks in California or go to California or even uh-huh. drive in California. Which, as far as I'm concerned, God bless them. You what? know what I mean? Let California just yeah. fall off in the ocean out there. Their <laughs> their that, leadership. That's an is expressed just, opinion, and yeah, hopefully nobody's on it's the, the fact, the man. Piece that Disneyland's falls off. in California. <laughs> well. You know, maybe we can move it to Utah or something. I'll go Dave, to Florida. But yeah, you know, I don't wish the people ill over there whatsoever. I, we you have know. one listener in California. <laughs> well, maybe not after they hear this. I don't know. No, I, I, they're all great people. I just, again, the leadership out there, what they're trying to do is, it's, it's just not possible. I mean, I want, I want bluer skies. I want greener grass. I want better air, but it has to be realistic right. options. You yeah. know, we just. They can't pull the trigger and go electric. It just it can't happen, you know. And that's Let's build the infrastructure first, right? Because well, you're going to need to plug that damn thing in. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. For well, sure. they, so. yeah. We we've, we've heard all the stuff, Dave. That one that last time when we looked at electric trucks, they talked about the the governor pushing all the plants to be electric, and then they had power outages, and then so the governor wrote a quick law to allow the power plants or the the whatever industry it was to put in diesel generators <laughs> right. when they had rolling outages because there was too much demand on the electricity. So yeah. again, you know, have a plan, not, mm-hmm. Hey, it's, we're going to have rolling outages, but go ahead and go electric. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, shout out to Rick Bowen. <laughs> yeah. We've come full circle now. We've, we got off a little tangent there. <laughs> he's we, a, he's have you old... noticed we keep having this political pull? It's, it wasn't that way in episode one. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm scarred, though. I'm I'm, I'm being scarred. So. Rick is definitely a uh, above and beyond. He type is. Guy. I don't know him super well, but the little yeah. dealings I've had with him, I mean, you could just tell he cares. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah. really like Rick. Rock star. Yeah, loves to teach. 
You know, that whole yeah. aspect of that teaching of what he's learned over the years. Yeah. yeah. Guys want to hit some safety topics? Yeah, let's let's do it, Jam. I know I just mentioned to you last night an email when you were asking for topics, and I, I just threw in their stacks right quick. And right. I, I was just talking about the what I'm meaning by stacks is we had uh, one of the guys hit their stacks yesterday on, on a conveyor belt, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I think a trash can had been moved and and went a different direction or moved over a little bit. But anyway, I, I just wanted to touch on, you know, looking at your surroundings, knowing what you're backing up to, knowing what you're driving forward to, you know, thinking that, hey, that just barely cleared my uh, uh, visor. Uh, oh, I got a set of stacks and a trailer back there and a tarp and, you know, all the rest of the stuff. Just just things like that, just to, just to be aware. Yeah, I'm going to use the word complacency, but I don't want it to sound bad in this case, right? Yeah. Because that driver's probably delivered 50 loads to Castle Rock Ready Mix, right? Never had a problem driving underneath that conveyor belt. Like Jim said, they moved the trash dumpster out of the way, so now there's more room to go under there, and he was too far to the right, you know? So he was just so used to driving under that belt, driving under that belt, sure. driving under that belt, yeah. driving under that belt. Never a problem until there's a problem. You got to pay attention every single time to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I think it's our habits that sometimes kill us. Habit. You know, because you're, oh, it's yeah. it's an okay habit in, in certain situations, but you make it a habit and then you're like, ah, I, I shouldn't be doing that. Right. You know, I, I've, you know, I, I don't know if it's the same thing, but like, you're you're so good at it. You drive down the street and you can't remember whether those lights were green or red, but subconsciously you made it down the street. You know yeah. somehow you did it. So it was yeah. interesting looking at that video when the driver hit his stacks. He kept looking out the back window and he was he was looking down, right? Because he's driven under those belts so many times without a problem. He never even imagined that he wouldn't fit. Sure. Yeah. You know. So it was like, what did I hit? What did I hit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I hope it doesn't sound like this, but talking about the videos and stuff, I want to bring Tina back up because she did send a nice email this morning. But, you know, we had a little thing yesterday where she was she was following too close. You know, we brought up James and, and Vince on that too. And, and she recognized she was following too close, and we sent the video. And in her email too, she, she brought up that, you know, how she looked in the truck you know, and, and she wasn't relaxed and she was, she was keyed up, you know, and sometimes I think that's, that's what we pay attention to. We're, we're so driven and so keyed up to get the job done and, and the habits, we, we miss that. Right. And, and she even mentioned two miles an hour will not make a difference. No, right? no, you know, and that, yeah. you know, that is a pretty good word to describe that complacent, but it, it sounds bad, like I don't give a shit, but that's not, that's yeah. not the case. Right. Yeah. Just used to it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was no ill prepared maneuver right right it was the same maneuver so right. should yeah. we play that youtube video of the 11 foot bridge on our reader board <laughs> <laughs> right right that, no that just was so funny sweeping air conditioners off the top of rvs i mean it was just hilarious i could watch it for an hour well the funny part is when they don't stop dave they don't even know what happened right you know they're getting to their destination in that rv and oh, like, yeah. open up the door and there's a hole in the roof where the where the ac unit's gone there honey <laughs> Yeah, I bet I bet that guy got a hug from his wife. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, we. I was just thinking of old stories because we end up telling old stories, but uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm sure you guys will spit it out. But 
you talk about doing something on purpose, the, the one driver that took the truck and drove it through the mud puddle, Dave, up at, I think it was Firestone. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, splashed through the mud puddle, but then he thought it was funny and then did it load after load after load. And it wasn't yeah. a mud puddle, Jim. It was a dirt road that was almost a mile long around, a, around the lake. Yeah. yeah. And he went he, harder and faster each time. Every yeah. time. Yeah. And I mean, he brought in the it truck, was... you guys, and, and we were like, oh my God, what were you thinking? It just, it just blew us away. And it was so bad. It was, it was a hood, you know, like, like 001 or 002, what I'm calling a hood. And, uh, it had mud up under in the firewall. I mean, it was caked on the firewall with the hood closed. It was going so fast. Yeah. It was so, so crazy. And that, that's what we call intentional, Right. you know, just, just hurting things. Yeah. The good news was when he looked at me and said, if you don't like that, why don't you fire me? And I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You find success elsewhere. Right. Clearly your success here is very limited. Complete agreement. Right. Absolutely. Full disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. Next on the list is slips, falls, and workman's comp. Well, that's going to be a, a touchy uh, uh, situation or whatever. Uh, yeah, slippery sli- slope. Yeah, slippery. Yeah, it's going to be slippery, and then you, and then you fall. Literally. So the so the the slip and falls. I mean, anybody jump in here whenever they want here, but just please be careful. We talk about the duck walk. We talk about the you know the poopy walk, and you know it it. it we can't afford to have that. We ask you guys to get in the trailers because it's something we have to do. It's part of the job. You know, it brings value to our customers and all that. But either way, when you get to a slip and fall or something, I, I, I want to discuss the workman's comp side of it. You know, everybody's like, oh, I'll go get workman's comp. And workman's comp for you guys and us is something to get you back healthy and to the job. It's not something to to stay on or to use for a job or use and 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 I'm I, you know it sounds like I'm talking from the owner side but we've had so many people that not so many people we've had several people through the years that's tried to stay on workman's comp thinking they're going to win and, and not win the case but win like it's I'm just going to stay on workman's comp so I'm going to support my family yeah yeah and and you guys, I kind of went back and looked it up. So you only get 66% of your wages, that, that your weekly wages for the past year that you were making. So you're already losing there. You know, the doctors you see to get well aren't the best doctors. It's just work comp doctors. You know, and the one gentleman... But, but they are experts in their field. They are experts I mean, in the they, field. It is like yeah. a back doctor or yeah. a neck doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you yeah. know, they're, they're trying to help you, but they're they, trying they to... They probably see more injuries than... The average family physician, right? Because right. they specialize in injuries. Exactly, but their goal is to get you back working because that's the best situation is to be working. And the one guy years ago with the back injury, you know, we tried to give him, you know, modified duty. We tried to have him run our scale house over at the West Plant when we were hauling some material. We tried all this, and he he just kept, ah, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And workman's comps like, okay, fine, we'll settle with you. And they settled for like. 20 grand or 30 grand it it was nothing and he was done and then he was marked from then on that he was disabled or had a disability so he could never go get a job doing driving or anything because anybody looked him up he had work on comp he, he wasn't he was unhirable for 20 grand and 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 i'm sure you know 
you know, people lose fingers or hands or arms. I mean, there's some serious stuff. There's some injuries that thank God for workman's comp, but you know, a, a little strain in your neck or a little back pull or your leg sore or something like that. If, you know, if you, if you were at home and did that and had no coverage, you'd kind of push through it. You'd be at work, right? You'd, you'd be at work because nobody's paying for it. So I'm, you know, I'm preaching that it, it's, it's there to help you, but it's not a solution to, to your life. It's not going to pay you enough money to, to make you whole. It never does. And you, you got to kind of fight through it and get back to work. You know, yeah, and because of what we pay in, in for our workman's comp, it's all based on our experience modifications, which I'm not even going to go into to try and explain. But obviously, the more claims we have, the higher our workman's comp <coughs> is for JFW. So the way we control those costs is instead of allowing that injured person to stay home and collect just straight their 66% of what their normal salary is, and do nothing to get better, we have what's called modified duty. And we have a list of, of things we can do here at the office. They're usual very, usually very menial tasks, but it's modified duty to get you back and moving, to get you to come to work, to get you involved, to keep you here. You know, I mean, it, it might be shredding paper. It might be uh, going through a nut and bolt bin. It might be entering tickets. We've, we've got a, a whole bevy of things to do. That is in no way punishment. Those are just the only modified duties we can come up with that you can do where, say, you can't lift or push or pull more than five pounds. Well, you can shred papers, right? You could enter tickets. You can do many of those things, which may not be what you want to do, but that's how we control our costs is by us paying you to do those things rather than it going against us and using our workman's comp, driving up our experience mods. That Those are the things that allow us the money because we're smart with our business moves to afford that million dollar investment in everyone getting the raise at the beginning of the year. You know, those are the things where we're running our business as a business and protecting everyone and actually being able to give everyone a raise throughout that. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if anybody realizes Dave, but we pay $56,000 a month for workman's comp for insurance. Yeah. We 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 want to pay that because in case something seriously happened to somebody, they have insurance. You know, we're buying insurance. It, it, the little slips and falls that hopefully we could stop or be careful or or work through, that's not what we want that insurance used on. I mean, it's no difference than you guys having a, you know, car insurance if if you ab- accidentally, you know, I don't know, bang a shopping cart in the in the grocery store, you probably aren't turning it in because it's going to raise your insurance rates, right? right. And, it's, and it's your baby. It's your fault. You're not doing it. That is the exact same thing as workman's comp, you guys. We, we, and we want you to turn it in. We want you to report it. We want to make sure you're okay. But we, we have to, to take care of you and us and you know, again, if, if we didn't need workman's comp, we could put $56,000 more back in, in all of your pockets. A month. A month. Yeah, yeah that's just shy of $675,000 a year for just in case. Wow. Right? Easy. Just in case we need it. Yeah. And that's minimal. We're below the average standard yeah. for our industry, which is great. I mean, we're, we're thankful that's all we have to pay. We know people this size that their rates are through the roof. They're paying over a million dollars a year. Where Jim and I get frustrated is it's like, okay, we're required to have workman's comp. 
Now add in what we pay in health insurance for everyone here. And you're like, okay, so we're paying in case you get hurt and we're paying health in insurance. Get hurt. <laughs> right? Right, exactly, Jam. But that's that's part of what business costs are, right? right? So, you know, hopefully hopefully we're saving money with the workman's comp and hopefully we're providing great health insurance for you and your and your family. So yeah, those are kind of the things. Right? Do you remember off the top of your head what health insurance costs per month, Jim? Oh well, I'll put you on the spot. All yeah, the as we as we add and people take people off, I think we're about seventy two thousand a month. A month. A month. Right now is what we're paying. Yeah. 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 Plus the six seventy five for the year. So. Yeah. Well, hang on. Now you got me curious. I got to take the seventy two thousand times twelve. <laughs> I mean, yeah. ten months is just seven twenty, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and you know, like you just talked, Jim, when you add it up, when yeah, you that's, when you put it together, eight hundred and sixty-four thousand plus the the six six seventy-five, right? Yeah. What are so, you saying, Jim? Yeah, just adding that stuff up. We're we're reversing oh, yeah. it. You know, yeah. we're taking it for the year now. We're adding yeah. putting twelve times twelve, and yeah. yeah just, so if we were a dirt bag company and didn't offer medical or health insurance, right? And we tried to somehow go twelve months, which is illegal without paying any workman's comp. Jim and I could put a million and a half bucks in our pocket, <laughs> right? <laughs> sounds sounds sneaky, doesn't it? Yeah, Grinding sounds like dirty. getting sounds like getting thirty grand for a workman's comp claim. <laughs> <laughs> good, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, and so I, you know, I have to mention. I just want anybody to realize the workman's comp. It it comes out of your pocket, also because you're part of the team here. Right. It's it's not something that the state pays for. That's not where the money comes from. And, and we want everybody to be careful, you know, three points of stance, contact, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The ladders on the side of the trailer. I was just going to say I that, mean, Jim. Those ladders are, I think, I think we got them down to 400 bucks or 459 bucks yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, what, you, what, whatever we added again, talking about figures, you guys, it was a $6,800 bill at Merit, Dave. Yeah, for just the, for the couple trailers we've bought, right? Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Or we could buy three steps that are $12 each, put $36 worth of steps on the trailers, you know, versus a $400 ladder that folds down so you can get in and out safely. Yeah, big, big difference. $46,000 in ladders. <laughs> right. If you did the whole fleet. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did 40 trailers last year and 25 this year, right, Jim? We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. did. I think, did we replace three rock trailers last year? Yeah, we did. And three more this year. So there's six more on top of that that weren't in, in that number. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's one slip and fall. Right. Right? We don't want that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, we want you guys safe and happy and healthy and be able to get in and out of those trailers. So. Yep. And falling in your 20s is a lot different than falling in your 40s. Oh, buddy. Yeah. 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 Or 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. All right. I think we're ready to move on from... From the slip and fall comp conversation, uh, I let's get into something fun. Oh, well, I want to dip into cameras. Oh, great! I mean, I know this has been your passion I, I for love. the last. How, how long was our test, Jim? Thirty days, forty-five days. It seems like it's, we've had them a long. It time. was supposed to be a month, but it's it's dragging out longer because we're we're in negotiations to, to get sure. the contract done. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, everyone knows we've we've got cameras in the trucks and. It took us a long time to pull that trigger, and it's been, well, right at two years now, right, that, that we did that. And uh, I guess the, the improvements that we saw 
in our fleet and our driving and, and everything and being able to go back and investigate and use it as a teaching tool and whatnot, it was night and day. You know, I mean, day one when the cameras went in, we had an incident and it was, I, I looked at Jam, just, <laughs> it was like, no questions asked. This is a bad dude. He's out. Right. You know, and it was, it was a small victory. You know what I mean? It yes. was just, it felt so good rather than trying to make a decision in your heart going, well, is this person lying to us? Is this really what happened? Can I quote you? <laughs> sure. If we never catch another thing on these cameras, it was worth the investment. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, you know, jams went out and, you know, the size we are, we always have people coming to us going, hey, we can, we can save you money on tires. Hey, we can save you money on trucks. Hey, we can save you money on insurance and on comp. And I mean, there's just always something. And of course, you know, we get this, this camera, hey, we can save you money on this. Or what are you using now? And anyway, make a long story short, Jam did some investigating and we're testing. I always say it wrong. I call it Samsara. Is it Samsara or Samsara? However it's said. Perfect. So they have some artificial intelligence built into their cameras, which, you know, AI is is great, right? Anybody that has a computer, anything that uses AI is just, it's phenomenal, right? You can press a button on your phone or just say to your phone without doing anything, hey, Siri, call Jam or, you know, call Super Day, whatever the, and it just does it, right? We don't even have to lift a finger. We just open our mouth and things happen. So with the AI and these new cameras, it's going to pick up how fast you're going in the speed zone you're in, yep. right? If you're doing if yep. you're doing 75 or 72 in a 55, it's going to track that, yep. right? If we're following too close, it's going to track that. You know, and, and there's just all these tools that you know we're 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 discussing right now pulling the trigger on it, but there's all these tools that will take us to the next level. You know, and I'm sure there's there's some people here going Ah man, I just I don't need another tattletale. Well, that's what we faced with the first time we pulled the trigger on the first set of cameras. Is uh, it's a tattletale. I, that's too invasive. I don't want a camera in the truck. Blah 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 blah. Well, after we had them for a couple months, and one or two of them quit, or we had some issues with them, we had drivers coming to us going, "Hey, when's my camera going to be fixed? Right. I, I feel defenseless out there, you know, because there's so many crazy people, and I want to be defendable and yada yada yada." So. I guess, you know, we haven't decided 100% to pull the trigger yet, but I'm excited of, of the things these cameras are capable of. And I, Jam, you can answer. I know we, we had three demos. We put them in three different trucks, and I, I think we've moved them now well, to one. different trucks. Oh, just one? Yeah, we okay. took Oswaldo's out. Okay. Because he was a stud. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of led the pack, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he had so it gives score, a driver score. It, fuel efficiency score. Yeah. Um, the thing I like it. Did you have a question before I no. dive in? The thing I like about it the most is the coaching features. So with our current system, we have to go into a screen. We have to go in per truck. We have to look for events for that day. The Samsara system basically it'll send you coaching events. It shows you the inward and outward facing camera, what the offense was. So, okay, following too close. It actually tells you how many seconds you're behind the other vehicle in front of you. So. You know, we get a following too close alert. I could see, oh, wow, this guy has a 0.7 second following distance. He needs to have four seconds, right? But so cool, we could pull him in at the end of the day and say, hey, kind of like the experience with Tina. This, this is what the truck and yourself look like when you're going down the road 
following somebody at 0.7 seconds. So the coaching feature is great. It gives you a score. You know, anything above 90 is acceptable. Anything below isn't. The guys that have the cameras have increased their scores. Vince Meekins went from like, a, I want to say 85 or less to a 91 is where he's at currently. Nice. Still a couple things we need to tweak. James Peacock's working on getting his score up. Andrew Fetner, he was a, he was a big offender, and he's had the, nine, the highest score outside of Oswaldo, and he's at 96 currently. I know he's been out for a while, but we've seen improvements. Just makes it easier to coach, and managing it's going to be, you know, with 100 trucks is going to be a lot different than three, but between JR, Scooby, myself, maybe Super Dave, we can make trainers, coaches, where, you know, these are the people you coach, here's your coaching alert for the day, and let's, again, become better. Yeah, for sure. What was that word, Jim? Better. What? Can you hear me? Better. <laughs> free money. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> wrong is it better to have free money, though? <clears throat> it is. Yeah. And quick, is it better to drive safer? It is better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And quick shout out. I, I know the deal's not done, uh, but Kristen Gaxiola from Samsara. I mention it because she listens to the podcast. Oh. She's listened to a few of them and gets a kick out of them. So sure. She's like, it's not my industry, but it's very interesting. So, and I wasn't even, I didn't even want to take that phone call. That phone call got patched through to me. My phone's ringing and it's like, hey, Jam, a camera company's on the phone. I'm like, oh, great. You know what I mean? Like, that's the last thing I want to do is talk about cameras right now. And we have tested Samsara before and she was just like, hey, did you have this feature? Did you have that feature? Did you have this feature? No, we didn't. You know right. what? Let's get another demo going. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, and then again, you know, using that word better. So Samsara at this point is better yes. than than the cameras we have yeah. now on Surfsite. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of one of those deals. It's not like we could see everybody out there. But if I asked right now, put your hands up if you want to be better. I would hope everybody's raised their hands, right? Yeah. I, I got up this morning to suck, Dave. <laughs> I mean, that, that was my well, whole goal is just to suck. I'm going to... Yeah. Just do everything I can to be bad. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it was funny because we started the podcast talking about being better right out of the gate this morning. You know, and it, it just, I, I was like, I, I just, I got to bring that up when we I talk about cameras. I we started with Putin. <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah. coincidence. The High Road Holland is about being better yeah. today. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. It Myself and Biden have something in common. Did you know that, Jim? What's that? Because they took him to the hospital, right? Because he couldn't stop Putin. Right. I made chili this weekend, and I can't stop Putin either. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. I've all sorts of things today. But, yeah, getting back to the cameras, uh, the platforms are night and day. It's like Flintstones to the Jetsons. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good description. I like that analogy. It's, we run into that a lot around here at JFW. <laughs> Yeah, and there's, there's one of those costs. That's what we're discussing now, Jam. You know, that you brought me the figures yesterday, and you look at it over the, the next three or five years of what, you know, we'd sign a contract with the cameras, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, look at that figure, you know. And yet you divide it up per truck, and I, I think me and you, you know, quickly had it at like $66 a truck per, per month. Right. And you're thinking, $66, that's, that's nothing compared to the coverage that it brings that vehicle. Yeah, look at what we've got gotten out of so far. Yeah, you know? yeah. <clears throat> the other thing I really like is, and you kind of brought this to light last night, Dave. You were like, can you just send this person a video, you know, and let them look at it? We may not even need to discuss it. Yeah. And Samsara has this feature. You get on the coaching thing, you know, you could just send them to the driver. Click, right. click, click, right. click, click. You yeah. know, and that could be a time saver there. They're getting coached 
we don't uh, a video is worth a million words. oh my gosh a picture's worth a thousand words right videos worth a million words so here's a video what do you yeah. need us to tell you about if you don't understand please call us absolutely yeah, i mean that's so. the whole reason we invested in the tv over at the training center yes because when you put that up on on the television you know and it's it's a big flat screen on the wall over there and you watch a video of what's happening it's just so much clearer than on your phone right when you yeah. when you go see a movie at the theaters which i don't know how much longer that's going to last after covid but you go to watch it on the big screen right you're you're engaged you're excited you know i know super dave you're talking about going and seeing the new top gun when it comes out you know at the imax because it's better it wouldn't be near as good if you watched it on your phone, right? <laughs> yeah. No. I, I mean, that's the same thing. When we watch these videos on our phone, you can see it, but it's just not – the gravity of it just isn't as well as on that TV. So, yeah, I just – I'm super excited. I, You know, I, I'm sitting here talking myself into it. You know, Jim and I were talking this morning coming in that, you know, it was – over a three hundred thousand dollar investment for us, three, right? Three hundred fifty nine thousand dollars in the next five years. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh my god, that is so much money. And then when Jim, you know, you break it out per truck, well, it's not that bad per <laughs> month. It's not that bad, right? And then you think, well, what if? Just what if we had a driver right now that we don't know is tailgating every day, because our cameras right now don't pick it up. Right. And they're pushing and they're pushing and they're running super hard and we're just not aware of it and they haven't ran into that person that's called in on them yet right and we just don't know it that camera will pick that person up now yeah right we will be notified and we can coach them up on hey this isn't good where right now currently we're kind of running naked the way it is yep. going huh i hope everything's okay because we truly don't know you know when we first put the cameras in everybody thought we were going to put a wall up here at the office that you could see every driver live all day <laughs> long 100 cameras right right like we were just going to sit back take our shoes off and eat bonbons and watch the video all day well, that well, doesn't if you're happen. trucking naked right i, I don't, don't yeah. know if i want to watch that right exactly <laughs> so anyway yeah just I guess as I'm sitting here, I'm digesting the fact that I, it sounded like we're going to be pulling the trigger on this, right? Because it's got, it's better. And, you know, I guess as I'm sitting here saying it, it's a better system. Yeah. We want to be better. Yeah. It makes all of our employees better. We'd be better on the road. We'll look better. We'll be better. So why not be better? Yeah. I mean, we're close. There's a couple details we're working out. And I laugh because you're talking about the $359,000, like, let me tell you how it feels walking up the stairs with a quote for $359,000. <laughs> hey, guys, here's, here's a great camera system. This is what it's going to be. I got to say, you guys have been awesome about it. It's like, holy shit, but it wasn't like, oh, there, there's no way we're going to do this. You Jam, know? that's $359,000. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think probably the first thing we asked is, what does it offer us? Right. Right? I, I'm sure we asked, what does it cost? But we didn't say no based on that fact. We, we said what is how does it make us better right. how does it benefit jfw and all of our families right jr has been a pretty good spokesperson as well because he's been in the system and right we're the two guys that are in it the most and it's like yeah, yeah. this is this is great and yeah you know who knows maybe the other camera company catches up or does some but i feel really comfortable with the decision we're going to make so yeah 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 exciting. i just want to back up a little bit uh, again when we mentioned tina you know, I think the first email is you sent her the information and just have her look at it. And I think she answered back at some point or maybe it was on the phone that, mm -hmm. hey, let me watch this and I'll absorb it. You know, and that's what we're, you know, what it means to us, Tina, for you to take a look at it. You absorbed it. You wrote back with a positive email 
because you know bottom line not to not to beat the word but tina wants to be better and she yeah. recognized that and and like you said what what did that that was worth a million words yeah. for her to to look at that and go oh, i can do better than that and man that is just that makes you feel good right what a rock star rock star yeah yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, we're, I don't know how you're doing on time. We're at an hour and 28 minutes. Wow. Do you guys want to go to the questions from the audience? Do we need to move along to the high road to haul in, or what do you want to do? I, can I just mention, I know we got the one spot here. I'll, I'll try to make it quick. You know, truck awareness, you guys, yeah. flat tires, uh, lights out, you know, post-trip, pre-trip, all the stuff we go over. You know, this is supposed to be replacing our... our uh, safety meetings and stuff like that you got to be aware of that truck you got to check things out you got to look for broken things loose things hoses rubbing on deck plates you know your tailgate open your windshield wipers broken you're full of windshield wiper fluid uh you know ju jump in there you guys what else anything I be mean, prepared yeah be prepared i <laughs> Truck truck awareness brings us back yeah. to pre you know being prepared. Yeah. So post trip, post trip, post trip. Yeah. Situational awareness. Did I mention yeah. post trip? Yeah, situational awareness. Yeah, everything. Thinking post trip. trip. Yeah. Pre trip. <laughs> Whatever. When did you do that? I'm thinking post trip. Awesome. So Dave, you got anything on post trip? Should we post trip? Well, we have eight mechanics that come on at 4 p.m. and only one here at 5 a.m. So right? you really want to be prepared and get ready for the next day by post-tripping your truck. I just be want to want to be clear that everybody heard me say post-trip. Yeah, yeah. And what do you call that? So you can have all the mechanics at night work on that. <laughs> yeah, it's instead of standing in line waiting for one mechanic to fix your flat tire at 5 a.m. Right. Just so you know, when when you guys walk into the shop in the morning to have a flat tire fixed. 95% of the time, the leaders are probably all just looking at each other with like this, <laughs> this smirk, like, we're just too, we don't have the energy to tell you, <laughs> you know, like, you could have caught this last night, you know, 95% yeah. of the time. There are there's certain cases there where yeah, there something are. weird happened, but when Absolutely. you come in in the morning and your tire's off the bead and it's got a rookie ring on it, you didn't post trip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there, that's such a great point, Jam, you know. The satire and the, you know, just how we portray this, myself, I guess, you know, whatever, my sarcasm, I can't help it come out after all these years. But, you know, there could be a guy in the shop that he found a tire that's at 70 pounds and it's got a little nail in it that you can't hear it leaking. And he found it, you know, or she found it or whatever the case may be and is like, hey, I, this, this is a flat. And that is a rock star, right? Because it was full when they parked it. It's only bled off that little bit. You can't hear the audible air leak because it's so minimal. So, I, I mean, there, there are, you know, like you said, that's the 5%, right? right? I, I agree with you. The other 95%, right. it was probably flat or pretty darn low the night before. There's only one reason air comes out of a tire. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you're right, right. It's got to Because it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have summer air in. You didn't put your winter air in, so the summer air fell out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's guys that get in a habit of airing up that flat tire every day before they leave. Right. Like, oh, let me put 10 pounds in it. Oh, let me put 10 pounds in it. Man, take 10 seconds and write it up. Yeah. 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 There's eight people here to help you fix your tire. Yep. You know, so you don't have to pull that ticket in the morning waiting on Chris at the, you know, at the deli stand and go, woo, that yeah. was my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm next up. <laughs> he did joke huh, that he's going to get a little ticket dispenser. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Questions from the audience? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. let's do it. Yeah, Great. Uh, Sergio, he he emailed me like 
20 questions a few weeks ago. So I just kind of went back to that and grabbed this one. Good question, though. I know the answer, but I want everybody in the fleet to understand. Sergio asks, at the JFW main yard, we have two bypass pumps and two fuel cloud pumps. Drivers tend to gravitate more toward the bypass pumps due to the expedience and ease of use. Why not do away with fuel cloud and turn them into bypass pumps for even more convenience? Wow. Yep. <laughs> if you guys could have seen that, Dave like pointed right at me for that. Yep. <laughs> Brother Jim, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> can, can I just go, Sergio? Woo! I don't know. <laughs> We're not, not going to get Ooh. that. So, <laughs> uh, I guess to answer that, uh, the other day we were all having our steering committee meeting and uh, we told uh, the committee about something and, and Jam uh, spoke up and said, uh, what does that look like? You know, and, and Sergio, my... My answer to you, you feel like I feel like you're going. Well, what does that look like? And there are so many things to that answer. For one thing, to, to kind of start off is, you know, that happened in COVID. We were talking about having shortages of fuel, um, and so our fuel supplier came to us and said, "Hey, we have an extra tank, and we can set it up." And we tried to, you know, stay off the possibility of not having enough fuel here on site. So we brought in that tank. Um, which leads us to, well, we're not going to hook that tank to our system because it's it's temporary. It is temporary. We have to do a lot of things to make sure that you guys run every day and, and keep running. And that was one of the things to bring that tank in and have the extra fuel here in COVID. And we, we can't hook it to the system. And then, you know, we have the West Yard over there that we're, we're continuing to work on to build. And, you know, by this time, we thought we might have a place over there where we can set a tank over there and hook that one to fuel cloud. So there's there's a lot of things that go into the decisions on doing that. And, you know, the, the main thing is, too, we also added a lot of trucks during COVID. And we added more over here. We put, took the 25 and we put them over at the, the West Yard there. Adding that tank sped things up. We did that to help you guys to make it faster. And we still need to record the fuel that's going in the tanks. So the one that's just manual, no fuel cloud, we're having to do that all manually and count those gallons manually instead of just looking at fuel cloud and going click, here's all the gallons, here's the report. It's kind of like you guys doing your tickets at night. You know, you were hand doing it. We ask you to put the app on so that you put the tickets in and boom, here's a report. Fuel cloud goes, boom, here's a report. That other tank isn't that way. Just like you're manually doing it, we're having to manually add those gallons. And then, you know, this is, this is where my, my boss part or whatever comes up is that you guys that are using that tank, you just took the easy road. You just took the low road. It's quick. It's easy. You stick it in your tank. You go. You're not doing it the correct way by moving up to that empty pump, filling it under fuel cloud. And and Sergio, I know you're asking a question, but is it really that difficult to log on to fuel cloud? Sometimes it is. There's there's some bugs with it. We'll admit that. But there's been some hiccups. Yeah, been some hiccups, but we get it done. It, it it's helping everybody. It helps 
me do the reports. It helps uh, everybody upstairs that has to do the fuel reports. So I hope that answered the question. It wasn't wasn't a lot. Dave, you got. I, I know you joked with me and pointed my You're way. You're good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Covered it. <laughs> All right. Cisco Reza asks, in regards to bonuses, would JFW consider covering the taxes on them so the employee would receive the full bonus amount? Can I point to Dave? <laughs> Brother Dave? Well, yeah, I was just trying to look at uh, my my payroll check, and I, I it's not coming up the way I wanted it to come up or the way I'm seeing it. So, you know, one of the things on that is no matter any check we pay to you guys, taxes comes out, right? I mean, years ago when we used to do Christmas bonuses, this was years ago, uh, Evelyn, our, our mom, she would sit if somebody got a $400 bonus and she wanted to be sure they got $400, she would sit and do the calculations and continue to calculate and calculate and calculate. And they actually, the check was written, I'm making numbers up, like for $525. So you actually got a $400 bonus, right? Right. But all the rest was paid in taxes. And it's, that's just our government. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm kind of taking the low road or you know the easy way out, and I, I guess the reason I wanted to try and find my my payroll stub there when I was looking is I don't know whether everyone knows that or not, but if you don't like the taxes you're paying, <laughs> I want to be sure you realize we match that. Mm-hmm. So every week when we send off our our payroll to our bank, we not only send the checks for every employee here, but what you pay to the federal government. We match. So if you paid 150 bucks this week to the federal government, JFW matched it and paid 150 bucks for you. So when you sit down and you start going through numbers, that is an OMG moment. You are like, you are mind warped at the amount we spend in payroll taxes, and that's what it's called. So yeah, short of increasing the bonus, right? I don't know how we would get away. And we've talked with our CPA several times and, and I forget the answer. Maybe, Jim, you can clarify on this because we've talked about doing bonuses just like I'm making numbers up. But, like, here's $1,000, right, for your safety bonus. Just write a $1,000 check. I forget how we're responsible for the taxes on that because what we could do is do that. But then come the end of the year when you claim your taxes, right. you're still responsible for the taxes on that. Right. Right. Yeah, you're you still to. handing it to H&R Block or wherever you go to get your taxes done. And they go, oh, well. It looks like you got four separate checks from JFW this year. You know, you were there for the full year. There was no taxes taken out of those. So you're going to owe whatever your tax rate is on that. Right. You know, how come JFW didn't take the taxes out of that, but they did on every other check? Ah. You know, so there are ways we could do that. But at the end of 365 days, you're still going to pay those taxes. So pay it now or pay it later. I I guess you're going to pay it. You know, I don't know if that's the answer you want to hear, Cisco. You know, I mean, we could talk to our CPA about doing that different, but you're still going to pay the taxes. And so is JFW, right? Right. I mean, we would still do it weekly because, my goodness, we wouldn't want to do that at the end of the year and have to come up with that chunk of money. So we would still do it as a a quarter as it is. It's a pretty big hit for us anyway. But, you know, I love the thought. I love the idea. I mean, I would much more, if someone earned a $500 bonus, I would love to just hand them 500 bucks. Right. Be done, right? That's that's the world we live in, though. I get it. Good answer. Soup, what do you got for us today? Soup, ba doop, ba doop. Um, for 
the final thoughts? High Road Holland. Holland. Oh, High Road Holland. <laughs> I do have a High Road Holland here. <laughs> Hope it makes me better. It's, it's actually a really, really good one. It's kind of more focused on the younger crowd out there. Um, Is it short, Dave? Speed it up or run it behind? Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'm just fast. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so if anybody's you know, under 35 years old, it might point to you and uh, the way you want to... Um, that's 35 is younger? Do your thing. <laughs> middle, that's like middle-aged. <laughs> young to me. Um, life is always changing and so are you. Life is a wonderful journey that's constantly changing. Everything has a beginning and an end, and things that were there yesterday might not or might vanish tomorrow. We constantly hear the muse that things aren't like they used to be. Of course they're not. Time is always moving forward. As we all know, time never stops. We must move with it and therefore change with it. It is up to us to choose to improve ourselves over time or not. If we choose to make the choices that don't improve our character, lifestyle, personal situations, family relationships, etc., then we are actually moving backwards because time is still moving forward. Nothing stays the same and neither should you. You are the same person or are you the same person that you were 10 or 20 years ago? No. You are older, of course you look different, but you are different. Your life experiences made you different. Hopefully you are wiser, hence the old saying, older and wiser. But you have learned a lot from those years. And perhaps you're more patient, kinder, helpful, or open. A better teacher, a better lover, better parent, or harder worker. Or you have chosen not to learn and improve over those years. You have become angry, bitter, critical, sarcastic, judgmental, or even lazy. You have become tired. How did this happen? Because you weren't listening. You weren't learning about the simple joys in life, things that motivate us, engage us, challenge us, make us happy and fulfill us. It is easy to fall into a funk and become that guy, the person who has no purpose. Therefore, you're moving backwards because remember, time is still moving forward. It is harder to motivate yourself to improve, to push yourself, to seek challenge and succeed. When you do, you will be motivated to do more because it will be exhilarating. The truth of the chase, oh, I'm sorry, the thrill of the chase, the road to victory, and when you win the game, don't you want to play again or try to win again? This is how we stay engaged and become better as time goes on rather than becoming tired and uncaring about ourselves. Time never stays the same. Everything changes, everything passes, and everything is reinvented. Us too. We evolve as people. We don't remain static. The person you were yesterday is not the same person you are today. We grow, we mature, we get older, and we die. This is the natural order of things, and there's no point in going against the current or trying to change it. We must choose to get better with time, like a fine wine, or get sour and bitter like old vinegar. And the quote today, change is the law of life, and those who only look to the past or present are certain to miss the future by John F. Kennedy. Ah, that was a good one, Dave. It's kind of funny. You had the same thing as what we talked about, the whole podcast being better. I know, and I I had no idea. I mean, you touched on a guy (laughs) going from town to town. Yeah. Right? I I, I mean, everything we talked about was in that. Yep. Episode 20 has got a little bit of uh, some mystery to it. Everybody's synced up. Right? (laughs) Common goal. Yeah. Final thoughts, guys? Dave? <laughs> yeah. Me, me. What? 
you know, typically, Jam, you don't, I mean, this is obviously your quote on here for the final thoughts. Yeah, so typically I send out the outline and then I put my jokes and my final thoughts on my copy. Right. Then, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> I, I just find it ironic because, again, you're talking about being synced up. I mean, I just read this knowing my final thoughts prior you're saying the exact same thing I was going to say, so I don't want to steal your thunder because you can it. use you can use your words, which you have written here. Okay, but I'll use mine. I, I you know, whether everybody knows it or not, the that IPOC group that that we formed and and I've been in so heavily involved in, we're having some struggles trying to find a leader. And I know the people at this table has heard me kind of run around and be so self-absorbed in it. And I had a call Saturday morning at about seven thirty from one of the members. And uh, the direction I'm trying to push the group towards is is kind of interesting and and it's a bit of a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess I talked to this guy for about 45 minutes on the phone and he said this quote and it just really hit home. And he said, Dave, you're going to run into people in life that you're going to try and convince into the way you think. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's just not going to happen. And he said, I've learned, instead of trying to convince the people I'm around to think like I think, I've learned to surround myself with people that think like I think. And it it was just an aha moment for me, Jam, because this is, I don't want to say this guy's a stranger. I mean, I've had many conversations with him. Brilliant. I mean, I'm not going to mention any names because he's a, a business member here. I mean, if I mentioned the name, everyone would know, but... It was refreshing to hear that. I mean, he knows the turmoil and the internal struggle that I'm going through right now with IPOC. Right. And uh, it was just, it was refreshing to hear that thought that, wait a minute, I don't need to talk these people into what I think or I believe. I just need to surround myself with the people that believe what I believe or feel the way I feel. And that just kind of felt good. And it's just funny to see huh. your final thoughts here. So, I'll, yeah. I, I mean, I only think it's right that you go next. Yeah, I'll definitely follow that up. My uh, the quote I found was, "Find like-hearted kings living in the same direction, sign treaties. When they're at war, you're at war." And that's by Dan Allender. I like that it's not only thinking the same, but having the same heart, Dave. And you yeah. guys are moving in the same direction. So you and that business owner, you guys have a treaty. You guys will fight for the same thing. If you go to war, he's at war. If right. And vice versa. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we stand solid together, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, you you just mentioned that episode twenty here seems to be be linked together. You know, Dave, you you said that out, and you know, like minded people and and you know, find like hearted kings. My quote is about the shopping carts in the shopping center, about putting them up. Yeah, and the beginning of the quote says, "I don't know a single person." that leaves their shopping cart in the middle of the parking lot because I don't associate myself (laughs) with people that don't put their shopping cart up. I hate that. Right? right? (laughs) But, but I don't want to be, I don't want to associate myself with that person that just doesn't take the time to put the cart up. And the rest of the, the quote here is, if you're too big to do the small things, Put up that shopping cart. That's a small thing, right? Menial. Menial. Easy. But it's the right thing. It's the right it's thing. It's being better. It's being better. Then you're too small 
to do the big things. Absolutely. Right? 100%. Man, you guys all need to come to my IPOC meeting. (laughs) Let's go. Speak a little. Let's go. (laughs) Can I tell dad jokes first? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the meeting would go a little better if we started with a dad joke. We're having it tomorrow. Maybe I should send that out. Bring your best dad joke. Soup, what do you got? Any final thoughts? Ah, man. We've we've just covered so much today. Um, I like the the beginning of the uh the high road hall and life is always changing and so do you so make sure you make it for the better absolutely good call dave thanks super all right guys that's a wrap for episode 20 thank you thanks Thanks, everybody everybody. thanks everybody